Welcome to the Anglican Church of the Good Shepherd, Pelham, Alabama podcast. So today on this feast day of St. Michael and all angels, we're given a day not for us to worship angels, far be it, for as the angelic hosts constantly tell the disciples, constantly tell the prophets whenever they come up upon the people of God, they warn them, do not bow down, do not worship us, we are but a messenger, a messenger for the Lord God Almighty. And indeed, these angelic hosts are something of a creature that God made, or not something, but certainly a creature that God made not like ourselves, not possessing a physical body, although they can appear like us. And we see instances of that in Scripture. But no, instead, what we see with the angels is that they, too, have already had a war and had a battle amongst themselves. We learn that that Satan himself was once a messenger, an angel of the Lord, but fell from heaven and took a host took some of the angels with him indeed, whom we better know as demons, as recorded in the New Testament. And so when it comes to a feast day, it's not that we come together to celebrate the person for the feast. We come to celebrate the feast day because we're feasting upon Christ Jesus. We're feasting upon faith in him alone. We're feasting upon the fact that the saints, or in this case the angels for whom the feast day is named for, Point towards Christ. And just like the angels who say, do not fall down, get up, do not worship me, get up, worship the living God. So too are we called to be like those angels, to be like those messengers, telling our fellow man about Christ Jesus and pointing to him and not pointing to ourselves. For in the end, no matter how well we serve the Lord God Almighty, we ultimately have to join together and say we are unworthy servants. We're only doing our duty to the Lord. And we do that duty out of love because we worship a living God who has such great love for us and has poured himself out upon us. Indeed, poured out his blood so much that it can cover the sins of the world. In our gospel lesson, which is from John chapter 1, it began in verse 47, But if you actually back up just a moment, you'll see the context a little bit better as to what's happening. How is Nathaniel called by the Lord? And so when you go to John 1, what you see is a companion who is doing exactly what each one of us is called to do, to tell others about the Lord. We hear in verse 43, just a few verses behind today's reading, that the next day Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to Philip, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found the one of whom Moses and the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said, come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him. This is where we pick up on today's gospel reading. And Jesus said to him, behold, an Israelite indeed in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, how do you know me? Jesus answered him, 
before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered him immediately, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. And Jesus answered him, because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the son of man. There's so much there, but we have such little time. Remember what we heard in the Old Testament lesson just now. We heard the account of Jacob. Jacob on a journey. And he spends the night upon the journey, not quite reaching it to Haran. The sun has set. And the Old Testament lesson in Genesis 28, picking up in verse 11, says that he took a stone and he put it under his head as a pillow to lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed. Despite that stone, he was able to sleep and sleep well as he dreamed and the Lord gave him a dream. Behold, there was a ladder set up on earth and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God were ascending and descending upon it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham, your father and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and to your offspring. Your offspring will be like the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in you and in your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed. A repetition of that Abrahamic covenant, giving again to one of Abraham's own, to Jacob. Verse 15, the Lord continues. Behold, I am with you. And I will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place and I did not know it. And he was afraid. And he said, How awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. We find the fulfillment of that gate to heaven through Jesus Christ. For Jesus takes the same language that the Lord Jesus gave to Jacob before he was incarnated as the son of God and son of, excuse me as the son of man but was the son of God eternally. And Jesus delivered to Jacob what is recorded in Genesis. And then the Lord Jesus when he was taking on flesh when he became incarnate as one of us when he saw Nathanael, used it as an opportunity to fulfill the scripture and to explain it to Nathanael. And true Israelite, as the Lord Jesus calls him, in whom there is no deceit. There's no fooling Nathanael. He tells Nathanael that you think that's amazing that I told you that I saw you under the fig tree. That's why you believe. You will see greater things than these. Truly, truly. Amen, amen, is what Christ said. I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. The Son of Man. That title that Daniel the prophet gave in the Old Testament that the Lord continually takes upon himself. He says that I am the gate, in other words. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life, as he will later say in the Gospel of John. That it is through him that heaven and earth are united, that heaven and earth will meet, that heaven and earth will no longer be separated. And although the reading in Revelation 
did not have this part of it. In Revelation, we have the promise of the kingdom of God uniting to this world, to this earth. Of all things being made new, as St. Paul would tell us. And we should be comforted that our God gives us not only such good news, but even has an army of hosts, the angels, that watches over us. While they do not save us, they are fighting the battle that we too fight, not against flesh and blood, but against powers and dominions and principalities, against the evil one whom Christ conquered. As is written in Revelation 12, our reading from today from the New Testament, verse 10, I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brothers have been thrown down. He accuses them day and night before our God. And they have conquered him. We saints have conquered against Satan by ourselves, no. Far from it. By our works, no, but by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. For they love not even their own lives unto death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. All of the membership of heavens, the company of heaven, of the saints who are now triumphant, who have passed on before us, who praise God. And not only them, but all those who dwell in the heavens, including the heavenly hosts, rejoice. We heard just a few Sundays ago, the angels, all of heaven, breaks out in chorus and rejoices over the repentance of one sinner. And so indeed, in heaven right now, there is much rejoicing. Each time a sinner repents and puts his or her trust upon Christ Jesus. That is gospel. That is is good news. That God equips us mere mortals, as we prayed in the collect of today, equips us not only with the assistance of the heavenly host, the angels, the army of God, but more importantly, with the very Spirit of God that dwells within you and within me by faith in Christ Jesus alone. For the scriptures record that when the angels saw what God did, when God the Son stepped out of eternity, stepped out of the unapproachable light that he dwells in, steps out of heaven into the world and took on flesh like us. They marveled and were amazed. For God did not become an angel, but God became man so that man might become like God, that we might have his very own spirit. Not that we may become gods, don't mishear me, but as the ancient church fathers have said, all the way dating back to St. Athanasius, that we would become like God, adopted into his family, no longer called servants, but also called his very own brothers, and able to dine together with him around the table in which he feeds us with himself. He does not do this for the angels, but he does this for humanity. Wicked, evil, and sinful humanity. So when you look upon another mere mortal, you're looking at a being who can repent, who can change their minds and walk away from darkness and into the light. That is not an opportunity that's recorded for the angels. For we hear that some of the angels rebelled. And we do not see in Scripture whether or not repentance is available. 
Instead, Revelation records about a hellfire in which Satan and his angels, his demons, are thrown into. But for us, we are given a gospel. We are given a second chance and a third chance and a fourth chance. We are given forgiveness if we simply turn to him, the one who bled for us, that blood of the lamb that poured out sufficiently for you and me, even for the sin we committed today, even for the sin we're about to confess that we have done, what we have done and what we have left undone. So let us rejoice with Nathaniel. Nathaniel, who was amazed to see that, yes, something good actually can come from Nazareth. Yes, something good came from that backwater, came from Israel, not from the great nation of China, nor Egypt, nor the Roman Empire, but came from a backwater province of the Roman Empire, Israel, not even independent, not even its own nation anymore. That's where her king was born, and our king was born. God of God, light of light, true God of true God. So let us today and each day join our voices with the angels and the archangels and all the company of heaven who went before us and cry out to the holy, holy, holy Lord. He is the God of power and might. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Amen. Thank you again for joining us on the Anglican Church of the Good Shepherd, Pelham, Alabama podcast. We hope that you'd visit us in person. We have Sunday worship uh, every Sunday at 1030 in the morning. And you can visit us on our website at www.goodshepherdacna.com or visit us on Facebook at Good Shepherd ACNA. Also, if you enjoy the podcast, please like, subscribe, and rate the podcast. It not only makes us feel better, but more importantly, it helps those who are searching for Anglican podcasts find podcasts like this one and other ones that are out there on the web. Thank you, God bless, and have a good one. The Lord be with you, and with thy spirit, lift up your hearts. We lift them up unto the Lord. Let us give thanks unto our Lord God. It is meet and right so to do.